You are listening to Randolph EMC Reconnect, a podcast keeping member owners in touch with their cooperative. And now here is your host, communications and public affairs manager, Nicole Arnold. Welcome to Reconnect. So excited to have you here today for this episode that's going to focus on safety. Today we're going to talk about safety at work and safety at home. We want our members to know that Randolph Electric has many processes in place to keep our employees safe, and we want to discuss with our members the importance of safety in their everyday lives. I'm Nicole Arnold, your host, and today I have the privilege of having Jeff McDuffie with me. And Jeff, you are our safety and environmental coordinator at Randolph Electric. Is that right? That is correct, yes. And how many years have you worked at Randolph Electric? Uh, I'm working on my 26th year. Uh, I've been in the electrical industry for over 30, but at Randolph, over 26 years now. Over 26 years at Mm -hmm. Randolph. And Jeff, have you always worked in the safety field? Uh, No, I haven't. I I started out as a lineman, um, as a contractor, before I come to work here at at Randolph. And uh, then I took the safety position. Excellent. Okay. Well, our goal here at Randolph Electric is to deliver electricity reliably, affordably, and as safely as possible. We have a robust suite of safety programs here at Randolph Electric. Jeff, will you describe a little bit about our safety programs here at Randolph? Yes, um, we do. We have certain criteria we have to meet according to OSHA. A lot of things we do above what OSHA offers. You know, we've got first aid CPR that we require for the guys. Um, We have bucket and pole top rescue that we we have to do for the guys in case they in a life-threatening situation where they have to um, get a man from a pole or a bucket um, if something happens. We also have like RESAP, which is a rural electrical safety program that we're part of through the the national level. Uh, That's a three-year program where they come in and do a accreditation of our our facility, which is uh, basically taking all our safety programs um, that we have and and kind of looking at them and saying, hey, this is what um, you should be doing, which is meeting the the criteria that they have. That makes makes a lot of sense, yes. And you mentioned a couple of things that we're going to get back to later in the program. Later in the program, toward the end, I'm going to bring in a member service specialist who used her annual training at Randolph Electric in her real life to save a life. So that's that's pretty exciting. And I've, I've been a part of that. All of our employees are part of annual CPR training and life-saving training. Um, and you mentioned the pull-top rescue exercises. Now, lineman safety is is a big part of this equation too because they handle dangerous conditions all the time and have to do so knowledgeably that's that's a real challenge so what do you ha- what do you tell our linemen specifically about their job to help keep them safe well typically our linemen um, we do we, we meet weekly we've got two districts we've got Asheboro and a Robbins district Typically, I'll do a, a topic. It may be real simple. Um, this week, we talked about uh, distracted driving. Uh, you know, these guys are on the road all the time with work. Um, we talked yes. about distracted driving with, with the cell phones. Um, you know, and then we would uh, discuss events that may have happened over the weekend um, that they need to follow up on and then events throughout the week that they can cover. 
and we try to put an emphasis on safety uh, in these meetings just to remind them each week uh, how important it is to, to, to work safe and uh, do, do the job uh, correctly before they can come home to their families. Absolutely. That, you know, we have classes that tour our facilities and they get to see, we often have uh, a demonstration that our line workers will show to the students and they'll show them their fire um, proof gloves and their fire retardant clothing and all of the safety items that they're required to have and how they can't have a pinhole prick in them. They, they have to be perfect, right, when they go out there so they'll be perfectly safe. So we know that you keep on top of all that. You mentioned earlier the pull top exercise and competition. And I know last year we had Brandon McNeil from the Robbins office as our representative who competed in that. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is and, and what's the goal of that competition? Yeah, we, the pole top is a, is a, actually a, a annual uh, requirement that OSHA requires that if you have to be performed once a year, it's, it's, it's doing a really a man hurt rescue from a, from a pole. And, and we simulate that with a, with a, um, uh, a dummy. It's a 150 pound dummy. Wow. And, and they've got a, uh, a five minute time period that they've got to assist that and get that, that dummy to the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's starting from the ground, putting the tools on, going through the procedure and getting them to the ground. Mm-hmm. And every, uh, two years, our statewide organization has a, um, competition, right. uh, throughout the co-ops in the state. They they take the quickest time at each co-op, bring them together in a, in a Rocky Mount where the, the training facility is through the statewide program and do a pole-top rescue to do it safely but as quickly as possible. And typically what they do, they, you know, they, they judge them. They've got a criteria. You know, if you, if you miss a step, then you get penalized for that. So, they, the, you know, top priority to do it safely but also the the end goal is to get them down as quick as possible, and and, and that's a good process. So every two years uh, that they do a pole top competition, um, and like you said, it, it, the emphasis is on safety. It's sort of like the Olympics, where you get graded if you don't do something correctly, right? You get you get penalized down, but um, also the time that you're you know so the proficiency that you have here because it's about saving your your co-worker's life. That's right. So the dummy represents someone who's in distress, in the bucket, up high, and you've got to go get him. That's right. You've got to try to get him down as fast as possible because those seconds until he receives some medical attention are, are absolutely critical. So, yeah, that that is an outstanding program that I really enjoy learning about each year. Um, but, you know, we have our members listening to the program, and I, I'm glad that they know that we are safe here at Randolph Electric and that we value that and we train our employees to be like that. So when we have crews out on the scene of down power lines, say on the side of the highway, and drivers are approaching this scene, what advice do you have for our members if they're out there driving on the highway? Well, you, you, need, you need to slow down and, and, and give the guys um, – you know, the courtesy of that. Uh, that's one of the biggest things that I talk about guys. Uh, you know, they work with stored electricity and work with energized lines, but vehicles and cars and stuff are, are very, very much a, a danger for those. So, you know, please slow down and, uh, you know, give them the right of way to, to do that restoration work. Okay, so let's say that a member is driving up on the scene of downed power lines say, along the highway, but there are no crews on the scene yet. So nobody's called the power company yet, for instance. What 
What do you do in that situation? Well, I advise you know you need to stay away. Uh, obviously, stay away from the the, the, the down line. Stay away from anything, any structures basically that's on the ground. Um, you know, typically you, you want to call the power company or you know at, at least dial nine one one and and they can you know right. call us and successfully and, yes and, yeah get get us on scene. But basically, you know, keep themselves away, but also keep the other general public away. If it's a situation that you need to stop and and say, hey, stay away mm-hmm. from this, um, because you, you, until our guys get there and, and assess the problem, um, you've got to understand that that line could be energized mm-hmm. and could cause a very serious danger to the general public or anyone around. Right, right. Yeah. And same thing for your kids. If your kids are in the yard after a storm, you may not realize that some lines are down in your area even. You may have power and your neighbor doesn't. You never know. Um, so you got to tell those kids to stay away from down lines and assume that they're energized. Assume they're energized. That's correct. Okay, so let's say that the member's by himself and he's in his car and he hits a power pole and the power pole's broken. This is a special situation. What should this member assume and, and how should this member safely navigate this? Well, there again, we, we advise people in, in, in training when we do site training for folks with electrical power poles. If they can, stay in the car and until help arrives because you don't know if that, there again, you don't know if that line is, is uh, energized or not. Um, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're safe in your car and you're comfortable in your car, stay there until somebody tells you to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you, if you, if something in heights and you've got to get out of the car, we, we advise you to jump as far as you can from the car and then shuffle away from the car mm-hmm. until you get out of that immediate danger area. Right. And feet together. Feet together feet and together. kind of shuffle yes. or bunny hop. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we tell them bunny hop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jeff, we've talked about what members of the public should do if they come upon an accident or they're, they see our linemen working on the side of the road. But there's one other aspect that I wanted you to chime in on here, and that's about farm safety. Uh, you know, it's easy to not think about what is overhead of you in your fields. So can you talk a little bit about how our, our farmers should assess what they're about to do before they go out and do some farm work in the fields? And, and we do. We, we, we see this um, a, a lot. Uh, we have farmers call in with low clearances over the fields. Uh, we've got a lot of farmland uh, throughout our service area. And, uh, you know, advise farmers or, or anyone, if they see a low clearance on the line, call us in. Um, you know, call in and, and, and report it. Uh, you know, we, we consider a low line a, a critical situation. Um, it's something that, that we're going to address immediately. Um, it, it didn't matter if it's on a, a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. You call in our dispatchers and, and with a low clearance. We're going to send someone out there to, to take a look at um, at that line. Because they, obviously things happen and, and, and lines could could sag down. So, I, you know, advise farmers especially with fields. If something changes in that field and it appears that they uh, uh, have uh, lost some of the clearance, call in. We'll take a look at it and try to get that, that, that line back up to... Uh, above the standard where they can get their piece of equipment under without making contact with it. That's excellent. Thank you, Jeff. That's um, what we want to communicate to our members, to be vigilant and to think about safety before you undertake a major task like the harvest of your crops with overhead lines in your fields. And uh, every day when you're driving down the road, you never know what you're going to come across. And th- that type of 
vigilance, thinking about safety, maybe what saves your life and maybe what saves another person's life. So thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you for everything that you do to keep our um, members and our employees safe on the job. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. That was Jeff McDuffie, who handles safety here at our cooperative. Now we're going to transition to an employee here at the office in Asheboro. Today we have with us Celine Lopez. Now, Celine, tell us what you do here in our Asheboro office. I'm a member service specialist in our Asheboro office. Very good. And how long have you worked for Randolph Electric? I am going on my fifth year. Now, you've taken CPR in the past, and you took our life-saving intervention courses here in the past too, right? Yes. That's right. We have annual training at Randolph Electric, so um, you are familiar with that. Let's get into the story of how you use that training in your real life to save a life. Um, now, you told me recently that you were attending a family gathering and had friends there too, large number of people there. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so a lot of folks, uh, very casual, everyone's sitting around, you're chatting, you're snacking on some food, and this included chips, right? Um, and you're sitting at a table across from a friend of yours and next to your cousin, right? And suddenly something odd happens. So tell us what starts happening. So um, as soon as we continue our conversation with our friends, I'm sitting right next to my cousin. A friend noticed he started getting red and something was going on with him. Okay, so and your cousin's not talking at he, this point. He is not talking. Um, I turned over because I was not sitting, um, I was sitting beside him, so I couldn't hear, see a clear view of his face. So as soon as I look over him, he was red and kind of was starting to cough, but could not really cough. Mm -hmm. So we were just trying to figure out what was wrong with him. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I saw the bag of chips, that's when we realized, oh, maybe he's choking. Okay. So your friend's gotten your attention. He, he's, something's wrong with your cousin, right? And so, okay, so you're turning around, you're trying to see, and all of this is happening just instantly. I mean, we're, we're talking about it as if it happened in slow motion. Everybody had a long time to think about this. Nobody had any time. You're just realizing all of a sudden, and of course you're not thinking about this. Everybody's having a good time and just enjoying themselves. But your friend's not able, excuse me, your cousin is not able to communicate at all, right? Correct. That's where we all start a panic because we didn't really know what was going on, and yeah. it, it all started happening all of a sudden. Yes. And so he's turning red, and now he's maybe turning even darker than that. Yes. We saw his, he started going kind of purple, uh -huh. then pale. As soon as uh, oh. we just start talking to him, mm -hmm. trying to figure out if he could speak or something, mm -hmm. um, he, we couldn't get nothing. It just happened all of a sudden, and he kind of passed out, leaned over me, and that's where I kind of react. And okay. Okay, so he's slumping over on you. Correct. Now, I know you guys can't see Celine. She is a lovely and petite young woman, um, and your cousin is not petite. He's a full-grown man. Correct. Right? Okay, so you've got, you've got a full-grown man who has now basically passed out, slumped over on you. So tell us what you do now. So I just react, and that's where all of a sudden, like, a little light bulb on my head is like, wait, I've taken some CPR mm. training. Wow. So I just all of a sudden reacted. I lifted him up, and I started, you know, kind of doing what we were taught here in Roundup Electric, which I'm really grateful for because you never know when you'll be using this kind of um, right. no. CPR training. No, so. this, is, this is just totally out of the blue, and everybody is completely relaxed and having a good time, and then suddenly the exact opposite emotion is occurring. Okay, now I remember you told me when we talked about this earlier that 
that you looked, you tried to look in his mouth. Correct. Because I evidently did. something came back to you from your training that you got to see if there's an obstruction in the airway. Okay, and tell tell us about that. What happened then when you're trying to? Okay, so that that happened way before. Um, okay. As soon as I looked over, I, I saw his face. He's trying to cough. Mm. He could not get anything out. So I was trying to figure out if there was something in the way to, I was trying to see if I could remove it. But as soon as I tried to stick my fingers in his mouth, I I noticed that his uh, jaws locked. Mm. So I could not get, there was no way of me getting that. So that's where um, everything happened all of a sudden. And he just yes. passed out he like, for a couple of Correct. Yeah. On me, and that's where I reacted. And okay. yeah, no, but that's your instinct was absolutely correct because if you do, there, sometimes you can wipe things out of, of people's airways, and then he, you know, then the air returns and he stops turning purple and he, st- he stops passing out. So I don't know exactly what happened. My guess is that he was trying so hard to cough and communicate and, and get any air at all, and it just didn't happen, and all of his muscles just tightened up as tight as they could go. So. All right, so now he's slumped on you, and this this is when, this is the part of the story that's really hard to believe. Like, in normal life, we would not expect you to pick up the dead weight of a grown man and be able to perform this next part of what you did. But but this is what happened. So tell us, he slumped on you, and you're, you're going to stand up, and, and you're going to take him with you, aren't you? Correct. So I just, that was just my natural instinct. I was panicking you're just trying to figure out what's going on so my body just reacted I don't know how I picked him up but I did I kind of lifted him up and I started doing the compressions as you know we were mm-hmm. we were told to do when we had any of this um situations going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I remember I did one two and when I was going on my third mm-hmm. compression he kind of reacted mm-hmm. um there was a lot of people all around him, so he was kind of freaked out when he kind of reacted. Yeah, and, right. You and, know. and you can't even really see this because he's so big. Yes, in front of I was you, behind him. You're doing basically the Heimlich maneuver. You're trying to get that whatever's in his airway out. You can't even see that it's come out because he's just right in front of you, right? But, he, but it, you know it does because then he starts fighting everybody, right? Because he's sort of like waking up and probably panicking himself, doesn't know what just happened. Exactly. Right? I, that's correct. Um, as soon as he kind of, you know, got conscious of what was going on. He just freaked out and started going off like, like, what's going on? Get off of me. Because right. I was like, he has no you know, idea. He had no idea yeah, what, what's, what's going, going on. What are you guys on top of him we're for? We're like, are you okay? Are you yeah. okay? He's like, I'm fine. What's going on? Yeah. But he didn't really realize everything that was going sure. You know, on. Sure. But um, some friends that were in front of him and um, other family members did see that something came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. So we were like, they Thank knew, God. Right. They knew right away that yes. he, he was actually choking on what he was eating. That's right. And somebody went ahead and called 911. We did. Right? We Which is the smart thing to do, absolutely, because no one knew what was going to happen here. Definitely. And like you said, it's just instantaneous. This is just happening so fast, right? Okay, so so he he comes around. He, he's, he's back conscious again. And, and then when you talk to him, and I'm sure he couldn't talk there for a minute, but, you know, when you talk to him later, did he have any memory of what had happened? He did not. The next day, um, I reached back to him just to see, follow yeah. up if he was okay, okay. Because we were insistent of taking him to, you know, to get yeah. checked. But he right. said he was completely fine. We just kept kept an eye on him that night. Yeah. The next day, I did text him when he left home. And he said, to be honest, uh, I don't remember anything of what happened. I just remember I was eating and just right. choking. And that's it. Like, that's I don't it. remember anything. And that's probably when his air got cut off. And so, yeah, he, he doesn't know, you know, what happened at all. He was, he was yes. down for the count, right? 
Um, okay, well, this this is just an incredible story, and it's one of those things where you know we had Jeff on the episode earlier, and he was talking about the culture of safety that we have at Randolph, and the most important thing for our employees and members of the public and our members to think about is before you do anything, remember safety, right? We, we even talked about farmers going out into their field and maybe there are overhead lines. Think about that plan. Is anything sagging too low? Give us a call. You know, think about safety first. And this was a situation where you you were in a place where everything's safe. There's nothing at all threatening. And then suddenly there was a major threat and your training just naturally kicked in. That's um, That's pretty... It's pretty amazing, and I, I know that your family is super grateful to you for for being so calm and to just let that kind of muscle memory go into effect, you know, of what you had done in training. Um, so I just want to encourage our members today, you know, you heard the story, and um, there's CPR training in our community. I know uh, the local wives, you know, provide things like this, and, you know, these are the kind of things that can save a life, and, uh, and Celine's family, you know, is super grateful that they have um, her cousin with them, and uh, this is this is just a wonderful example. So, thanks so much, for, Celine, for being willing to share your story today. I'm so thankful that that you uh, you took this seriously, and that you you're part of our safety culture here. It's my pleasure. I um, just want to thank once again um, Randolph Electric for being an amazing co-op, keeping a track of um, their employees to you know keep safety first. That's one of our main purpose, and I'm really thankful for. All they do, um, thanks for the CPR training, and let's keep this going. Yeah, sounds good. All right, thanks so much, Celine. Thank you for joining us for Randolph EMC Reconnect. We look forward to bringing you more engaging content in the future.